motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. Hello and welcome to A to the K's Wrestle Talk podcast, episode three. Um, Carl, do you want to tell everyone what we're going to be talking about this week? So we will finally cover off the Royal Rumble. Um, we will be talking about the Super Showdown, um, Saudi Arabia show, and then we will make our WrestleMania predictions. Fantastic. So obviously we've spent a fair amount of the Royal Rumble as a pay-per-view. We're finally at the point of talking about the Royal Rumble itself. Um, obviously the biggest part of, of the pay-per-view. Um, now I did, I jotted some bits down, but um, I mean, starting out, it was a quite an unusual rumble. Uh, we had Brock coming in, and I, I made a note of this as um, as we were looking at it. I mean, he came in first, obviously, and he was literally for quite a quite a good bit of time, thirteen eliminations, to be precise, um, made by Brock. So there was a surprising amount of. Uh, not even really in a bad way, but downtime. I don't know what you made of that car, but it was like someone would come in, you throw them out, and it it was almost routine. It actually took a good few eliminations before there was a couple of people in the ring. I just thought it was absolutely mental. <laughs> I, I remember watching it live, going, um, "Okay, th- this is going to be interesting. Uh, the champion start, and let's see how that goes." But yeah, I, I wasn't expecting it to go to go that way. Um, I think at the time, I think you and me just kept looking at each other in complete shock. I think, I think on, on reflection, having uh, having it, it's been a while since we actually saw it. You know, it it was awesome. You know, it was it was so different to kind of have a rumble start that way. Um, so yeah, it, like it, it was just insane. No, I totally agree. It's it's one of them where, like you say, now you can digest it and you can you can say that was different, that was crazy, and it was a good result. Um, but at the time. Uh, there was a few times when um, I was like, "Bloody hell! Like, they are they actually going to have him just in a minute? Like, how far are we going to go with this? Because there could have been a point when you went, this is ridiculous.' Well, I think and as well, I don't, I don't, like the, na- the names, like the, the the level of people who you know who he eliminated as well. So, like, I remember, like it started off with a couple. Um, it seems seemed quite normal, I guess, that he would eliminate them. But then before you knew it, there was like big names coming down there. We kept looking at so each other just thinking, oh my God. I was actually um, slightly nerdy with this car and I wrote down uh, every entry um, <laughs> purely because of how strange this rumble was. And it's literally, you, for me anyway, you only get three entries before it gets a bit like, wow, that, that was a big name. Uh, first example being, I mean, and surprisingly, as you know, I predicted this, but um, Elias coming in number two. Yeah. Yeah. It made sense because it gave him time to do his bit, you know, with his guitar and the like. And it didn't feel like, well, you know, there's people fighting in the ring and we're concentrating on him. Um, but again, you expect Brock to eliminate him. He's a big fella, but um, as far as uh, status on the on the on the show and on the card, you expect Brock to eliminate him. Yeah, I don't think anyone thought um, Elias was winning. <laughs> exactly. And then Eric Rowan, again, he's another big fella. Um, but he came in and came out as fast as he came in. He, he, he flew <laughs> over. Um, so it was it was a bit uh, routine at that point. You know, Brock 
uh, eliminated Elias straight away, eliminated Eric Rowan straight away. Kind of set the tone, Roode. didn't it? <laughs> exactly. We had Robert Roode come out. So, again, I, I wasn't going to be entirely surprised that he got eliminated as quick as he did. No, um, it's not glorious anymore, is he? Exactly. But the next one is where I think you go, okay, this is surprising, because the next one was John Morrison. I was shocked by that, you know. Like, know. he's only just come back, big return. He didn't even get to do any of his, because before Kofi was doing his thing in the Rumble, you know, or maybe around the same time, Morrison was quite well known for doing the same, using his, like, um, what was it, cap- Capoeira, however it's called, like, stuff to kind I, of... Um, I mean, know. he's now the Prince of Parkour, I, I assume it all sort of blends <laughs> together in, in, his, in his style, but um, it's... Yeah, it surprised me. I mean, I'm not sure where... I think it's become a little bit more obvious where they're going with John Morrison. But at the time, he's come back. He's a big name. He's he's popular on the indies. And yeah, they just eliminated him. And eliminated him pretty damn quick as well. There was no messing around. Like you say, he didn't really have time to do any any uh, moves or, or any sort of style to it, really. Um, no, that was a shocking moment, I would say. Yeah. And the next one, um, shocking for a different reason. But Kofi was the one who entered in after him. Um, purely for me, it was the fact that Kofi got eliminated, and it, it, it's like, well, and and to be fair, he actually didn't. He stayed in the ring for a little bit because he was um, he was in. Then we had Rey Mysterio and Big E enter before, and they left before Kofi. So he did stay in for a couple of rounds, but when he did get eliminated, as we all expect, we expect a bit of a spot where he does something crazy to get back in the ring. And that obviously wasn't the case. Um, no. So uh, yeah, that was another surprising one for me. Yeah, um, it was so weird to ha- to not have him do one of them. I think because he's done it for so many years now as well. I think it gives him a little bit of credit, I suppose, by not having him go straight out like everyone else. But you know, there was a couple of other people yeah, came in. It was actually quite nice to see that they're giving him a little bit of respect as he is now a former world champion. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's that little bit of respect for him, I think, and. Um, that, that was nice to see. Uh, I know a lot of people weren't too happy with his title run. It, it's a shame because he got a lot of he got a lot of support from the crowd to get the title. But then in terms of defending it, there wasn't a lot to that. Um, and I don't I, I don't really know how I feel about him in the in the the sort of title picture anyway, uh, or the main event picture. And uh, you, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but it it feels a little bit to me like. And I'm sorry, I do digress from the rumble straight away here. But um, it feels feels a little bit to me like when Rey Mysterio was thrown into the main title scene, and he doesn't seem like he seems more of a cruiserweight. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like when when they're going up. I mean, if I felt the same way with Rey Mysterio rivaling against Batista, and you think, well, how's Batista not destroying him? It, like, yeah, he's light on his feet. He's got some fantastic moves, but you know, Batista's a big fella, and similar with Kofi, is like he was going up against the likes of. Um, Randy Orton was probably his, his best feud because there was a bit of history there. But even so, you expect Randy to dominate because yeah. just purely because of the size difference. I mean, they try and they always try and push it, and we know it's sports entertainment, but they always try and push it as a sport. But and then they try and acknowledge weight class by having the cruiserweight title. But then the weight class doesn't really mean anything because you can throw anyone into the title picture. Yeah, I mean it's, that's um, it. I think um, I, I was really bought into Kofi Mania um, leading up to WrestleMania last year. Uh, I, I, it's, it's one of them. It was just a great story. It was a great build. You know, he'd, he'd had his chance with Randy Orton years ago. Um, he kind of blew it. 
and then he was like mid carder for so long, and then yeah. he kind of you know he, he had that redemption arc, didn't he? Of like you know he should go to Mania, um, and at that time he was fighting Daniel Bryan, so it it, it was a little bit more believable. Yeah, but it, I guess it felt right. If he's going to go against the likes of Brock or even the Fiend, then. You know, it, it's just not the right title picture for him at the moment, I would say. Exactly. So, But it's still very shocking, I think, to see him go out the way he did. Oh, yeah. But I think you make a good point there because even I I enjoyed the build-up to him getting his title shot and, and winning the title. It was everything afterwards. Like, it was hard to, to follow him being the champion. It was a bit of a dry run for Kofi, really. Um, I think so probably... I, the... I get what you mean. It was easy to... To, to follow him and get behind the story, but sadly, it just didn't have much after that, really. I feel like the New Day probably hindered him when he was a champion. Like, I thought he played a really vital role in his rise to becoming a champion and everything they went through to support their friend. But then once he got the belt, I don't know, it kind of felt like being part of that stable held him back a little bit as as a champion. Yeah. So Yeah, that's fair. And it's not often you get a champion who remains in a stable. I mean, you see it sometimes, and usually with heels, the likes of Evolution and stuff like that. Um, but it's not often you see them. They're normally um, outshining, so they don't have a team around them. But again, it like you say, it, it probably did cause a bit of a hindrance. And as I say, it was nice to give them, they didn't eliminate them straight away. They had that respect. But uh, going back to the Rumble, like you say, it was a real shame you never got. I mean, we're, we're that used to it now. It's like, what's Kofi going to do this year? And to be fair, he might be struggling. There's only so many ways you can pull this sort of thing off. But yeah, we saw I've... like with Naomi, that was a bit different. So yeah, I I, was, I just think they probably did it for that shock factor. It was like um, it was it was really massively done, you know. In hindsight, when when you think about it, it was like you know squash some like lower card guys yeah. and then kind of build it up with a couple like surprises like Morrison and then Kofi and then you look at the crowd and they they go and ate it. They're like, I can't believe Kofi's just yeah. gone. He didn't do his thing, Maybe and it was like, I, mean, oh. I think. It's a yeah, yeah. I think you've got the there. The the entire rumble, I suppose, was about subverting expectation. So it's like Brock's just battering people, and Kofi didn't get to get to sort of get his way back in the ring. And um, I suppose a lot of it was about like, you know, we're not going to make this predictable this time. So that that was um, yeah, yeah. In hindsight, yeah, it's probably a, probably a better thing in some respects, and it, mm. it gives Kofi a bit of a break. But I think. I don't know, people people kinda of get used to that that crazy uh, attempt, don't they? Yeah. So um I mean following Kofi, I mentioned we had uh, Rey Mysterio and Big E following Kofi. Mm-hmm. Uh, no no surprises there, in and out. Um Cesaro was after that. Again, not a shock. Shelton Benjamin. Um then Shinsuke. I thought that was weird, the the shit the Shelton thing, because they did like the whole Throwback to the the Minnesota stretching crew from like the OVW yeah, yeah. days when the two came up it. together, yeah. but it was so it just seemed so weird. Like obviously, you knew that Brock wasn't gonna partner up with them and stuff, but it just felt so drawn out and just a really bizarre yeah. moment. Like it it was good, it was, it was quirky, just, but just just odd. Yeah, like it's one of them where you go, like you say, but it was obvious to us, and it should have been obvious to Shelton. So as far as the story goes, it didn't make a bit of sense when Shelton's like, "Oh, we're gonna team together." It's like. Why does he need to team with you, Shelton? He's, he's eliminated everyone who's walked in. What help are you going to give him? So, it, you know, it didn't really make sense that Shelton believed him. I, yeah. I'd have probably preferred to be tried if he'd have tried to betray uh, Brock in some way, you know what I mean, or something like that. But, mm. um, yeah, that was a bit, a bit of a strange little moment. It was nice that they acknowledge a bit of history because they tend to, to not really like, 
talk about stuff before the main card. Do you know what I mean? So it's like Brock's always been the beast incarnate, and we're not going to talk about anything else. Similar yeah. to like Tina, they don't often talk about anything, you know, pre ergonomics, um, I suppose. Mm. So uh, I don't know. It was it was nice that they're acknowledging some history there, like you say, with the uh, the Minnesota Minnesota stretching crew. Yeah. On, um, a, on a, a slight side note, tangent um, on the yeah. WWE WWE Network, which you can get for only nine ninety nine. So apparently, th- there's a new show they've launched there now um, about the ruthless aggression, like the rise of the. I think it's Cena, Brock, Randy Orton, and someone else. Apparently, it's really good. I'm re- like really excited to watch yeah. it. Um, That's crazy, and 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 yeah, it's only nine ninety nine a month. You say only nine ninety nine. All that for nine ninety nine. That's crazy. I'll make it we, clear we, to, the, to the. We really need to get some sponsors. <laughs> We're not actually promoting them. But there you go. Um, I think our, our level of sponsors will be more like Tim's Chippy. <laughs> <laughs> Your friend Tim's is brilliant. <laughs> Best chips in town. For nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, again, we, we had Shinsuke. I don't think there's much to say about Shinsuke other than the fact that you know. Uh, he, he is the, uh, the or he was at the time the um, the IC champion, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, there was no sort of nothing given to him. He, he came in and and uh, again he left again. So uh, that, yeah. that's all you can really say about him. Um, but after Shinsuke, we have our first surprise of the night. We have MVP's return. See, I had this one spoiled for me. Um, I saw, I think I saw something on Reddit where they must have been doing like a test for his entrance. Um, so unfortunately, I had that one mm. spoiled a bit. But I, I do think it's random as hell to bring him back. But do you know mm. what, what's a real shame for me? And I, I don't want to disrespect the player, um, but it's kind of sad to see because I think he's come back too late. I'd have loved to have seen him return when he was still an active wrestler and even to his own admission. And again, we're trying to talk just about the Rumble, but he was obviously on subsequent uh, Raws, I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was Raw speaking to Drew McIntyre and he acknowledged to Drew McIntyre that his, his in-ring days are done. Mm. And that's a bit of a shame. So he's come back to have a bit of an appearance. I believe in in reality, he wanted his kids to see him wrestle. Okay. So he's not coming back properly he's coming back so the kids can see that which is lovely you know he's a family man clearly but um, I don't know I think he his time was cut a bit premature in WWE anyway I don't know I, I don't actually know what the reason was for him leaving I don't know if there was just some disputes there or whichever because he seems to have so much promise and so much uh, potential as, as one of the big big guys going forward and then obviously uh, contract not renewed so I'm not quite sure what what broke down there behind the scenes, and it's it's a shame that it wasn't sorted beforehand uh, or a lot sooner than this to see him yeah, come yeah. back as an active wrestler for a there, while. There was a, there was a few guys I think around that time, even like Mr. Kennedy and stuff like that, um, who were kind of on that level, like the United States IC kind of rise, yeah. and they just the, kind of the thing with the thing with Kennedy, and it might just be my ignorance, and I didn't didn't pay too much attention as to what it was at the time. But with Kennedy, I knew what it was because he, he sort of he was he was botching some things. He'd piss around the Orton off something shocking. Um and he, he sort of you can see how he ended up getting into the sort of the bad picture with, with the, the management. So that kind of made a bit of sense to me. But with MVP it just it seemed a bit sudden for me. But again, maybe I just didn't pick up on the the news of the politics at the time around why he left. I don't know. 
Mm, it is an interesting one. I do, I do hope though that if if he does do a few more matches, I can just like as soon as we found out about Kobe, um, a few like it was on was it on WrestleMania. It was the, the day of WrestleMania, wasn't it? Um, mm. No, no, the Rumble. Sorry, it was the day of the Rumble uh, where they announced about Kobe Bryant. I was just thinking when MVP came back. Ah, mm. oh, I really hope that when he does his balling thing, they don't make him do like Kobe as like a tribute because that's oh, the kind yeah, of thing that would be weird. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Thoughtlessly, mm. and then after regret it after his yeah. Um, but no, it's and again, like MVPs, he's one of those characters, and it's weirdly, it's one of those theme musics where the minute you hear his, his music hits and it's it's three six mafia, and you're like, God, this takes me back. So it was nice <laughs> to see, I did enjoy it, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. but again, you can tell he's not an active wrestler, he was a bit, I, I, I know I'm probably one to talk, but he's a bit out of shape. Um, and you know he couldn't have lasted long, really. But it was, and, and to be fair, I thought he'd give him a bit longer than he did because he was out pretty fucking quick as well. But <laughs> um, it was, it was, it was, it was a nice surprise. But uh, again, for me, it was probably about ten years too late, really. Yeah, agreed. Um, I don't have a lot to say on the next fella. Um, you might have a bit more info. I have since read about him a little bit, and that is Keith Lee coming up from NXT. Yeah, and the so reason that, that was reason, a surprise. Sorry, yeah. Now he's obviously he's a big fella, um, and I think even Brock weirdly said to him something about being a big boy or something like that as he was walking in, which is weird. <laughs> um, but a lot of people since then have been like, "We want to see this match. We want to see mm-hmm. Keith Lee versus Brock." Um, so I, I'm a bit intrigued by him. I must admit. And again, as you know, I'm I, I'm st- I'm trying to get into NXT, especially for the sake of this um, podcast we're doing now. But I've not. I've not got a lot of history with NXT, so I don't know Keith Lee very well. But um, by all accounts, he's a fantastic wrestler. He's one of those people who was surprisingly light on his feet for his size. Um, and, you know, they did give him a bit of attention there with Brock. But again, he, he didn't last long. He got eliminated um, as part of the the, the the 13 that Brock took out before he got eliminated. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've got much to say about Keith Lee. I know you follow NXT a little bit better than I do. Yeah, I've not really seen much of his stuff, to be honest. So I, I think I, I was a big NXT guy um, a year or so ago, and I kind of nice. haven't really kept up with it that much. I've seen bits and bobs, but I think everything you've said there is a very fair assessment. He seems to be very um, agile for his size. Um, I think he's he's the North American champion in NXT at the moment, um, or he's, he's recently lost it, maybe. Um, but, you know, nice. he's, he's, get, he's getting a good push down there as well. So I think to have a bit of a rub, you know, from Brock Lesnar, clearly shows that they've got some intent uh, to use him. So it could be potentially he's one of the call-ups post-Mania like they like to do with NXT. So definitely one to keep an eye on. To be fair, you know, I think if they got a match between Keith Lee and Brock, which might be on the cards, you never know. I think think Brock will do his best, you know. I like Brock. He he, he sort of, all due respect to him, he coasts through life at the moment, doesn't he really? He does what he Mm. wants. But, and I don't know if you felt it, because I've I've looked back on this to be fair. It wasn't at the time I noticed, but looking back on, on Keith Lee's entrance and the little back and forth between them, he was he, to be fair, he, he was willing to bump for him, you know what I mean? He he, he was selling his his moves. Um I, I think Brock is one of the best point. sellers in the business. Like but the trouble no, with Brock no matter who it is, <laughs> he will fly yeah. around that ring. <laughs> He'll take himself yeah. to suplex it, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. But the, the a, a lot of the time at the minute people get they get thrown around by Brock and then dominated. Um 
And I get it. He doesn't. He doesn't wrestle for very long, even when he has a match now. But um, it seems like he is really willing to have a have a good match with Keith Lee. And um, I can see. He's, I could see the enthusiasm in him in the Rumble. Mm. You know, and I think if they had a back and forth, I think it'd be a good. It doesn't even have to be a long match. Fifteen minutes is all I want. Um, not even that really, but just a nice little slugfest between the two of them. I actually think it'd be a good watch. And I don't even know much about Keith, but it, looking at the way Brock would sort of put it across. And like you say, Brock is willing to sell. Um, I mean, do you remember, was it against Kurt Angle when he tried to do a, like a 450 splash or something? And Dan oh, it was broke the, uh, the shooting star, wasn't it? Uh, was it WrestleMania 19? Oh, the shooting star press, sorry. And uh, yeah, and it's like, he almost didn't land it. And you're like, you're a lunatic. And uh, again, I mean, we mentioned it, I think on, on the last episode, you know, it, it's dangerous when people can't land a move to try and land a move. But at the same time, he, he's probably done that a few hundred times in his life and just hasn't done it in a while, do you know what I mean? But he's no, he's willing to throw himself about, to be fair to him, Brock. Oh, yeah. But I think I think the point you made as well, where like just his, his facial reactions and the way like he mouthed, like who's this big motherfucker or, or whatever it was he said, it was straight away he yeah. kind of made that into like a money match. It's You know, if you've seen him react that oh, way. Yeah. Then you kind of go, oh, he's you know, he maybe he's a bit scared of this guy. I, I want to see this, so I think straight away think. He's, he's made it into a money match. Yeah, and I, I think I'm probably a good example of that because I don't know Keith Lee really, and I'm even I want to see this match. So Brock has sold it. Do you know what I mean? He sold it for me. So uh, you make a good point. He's he, he's definitely got a good match on the cards there if he wants it. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get through this rumble in this episode, Carl. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we had Braun Strowman come in. Um, not much to say about Braun really. He came in. He he went out. He was part of the uh, double eliminations. He's a big fella. You, you expect him to go a, a couple of rounds with him. Um, but I was surprised by this one. Um, I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head how how it all you know unfolded, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was surprised. You think you think of Braun, you know, he's this monster amongst men, and you know, he didn't didn't last very long at all, did he? So it was. Hmm. That's the thing. He, he was, um, yeah, he was thirteenth out as well, Braun. Um, so he he was eliminated by Brock, as you know, but he was, yeah, he didn't really have a lot of lot of time in the match. Um, no. And again, it, I don't suppose he needed a lot of time in it, but. He's he's gone from being quite a popular guy to to this sort of thing now. Um, I don't know. I will with Braun. I'm not overly bothered about what happened with him in the Rumble, but um, it'd be interesting to see what they do with his IC title run. Um, oh, yeah. He might he might build him up a little bit again. I don't know. So that um, so that was um, that was Brock's final elimination at thirteen. Yes, that's the, he was. He was that's, the, that's the record, isn't it? I think I think he broke the record because it was it was Kane yeah, I think before that was 12, in two thousand and one, and then I think Roman got it, didn't he? Was it last year or the year before? Because um, obviously Roman has to get all the records, but I think he took well, it from I mean, Kane. I'm surprised Roman got it because he he doesn't tend to um, to be in the Rumble for that long. He just sort of turns up at the end to win it. Hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, I like to moan about him because I can't believe he he left the match for a while because he had a sort of leg. <laughs> Think, was, was it on one of the last episodes um, we spoke about this where um, Beth Phoenix literally splits her head open and just carries on the match and like Roman gets a boo-boo and he's gone from the match for a, about exactly. it's like this is where when reality strikes and they've put a storyline in that they just massively contradict it's like so Beth, Beth Phoenix 
God, I can't say it. Him. Beth Phoenix is now tougher than than Roman. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? She That's can it. have a serious injury to the head and carry on, and Roman's got a sore leg and has to leave. And in that, I'll be in honest, that kayfabe tier list, Beth scenario. Phoenix, she's up there. <laughs> she really is. They need to go. I want to see Beth Phoenix them. versus versus Keith Lee. That's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. Uh, I can't even remember what we, <laughs> well, we, we were on Braun. Um, yeah, so after Braun, we had uh, we had Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Um, did not eliminate anyone, as you can expect, and was ultimately eliminated by Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Now, Drew came, in, Drew came in. He was actually the next entry after Ricochet. Um, there's no point beating around the bush on who won the Rumble. Um, I think a lot of people have seen it at this point. Drew is obviously our winner. What? He's not just the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Carl, spoilers. Um he's not he's not just our winner, he's the fella who eliminated Brock. Um, I so I think I think beforehand in the rumble when we were talking about it, I think I said the two people that I would love to win this rumble is either Kevin Owens, mainly because I'm a Kevin Owens fanboy, or Drew fucking McIntyre, because that guy just deserves it so much and he's a big bastard and he's worked really hard on his promo skills and everything. And That's I just do. I was not expecting not only did he win the rumble. But he got like he got like the double rub because not he, he he could have just eliminated Brock, and that that that's the match made like straight away. Brock could just be yeah. like, "You've eliminated me, I want you." He didn't have to win the rumble for the fact that not only did he eliminate Brock, but then won the rumble. It's like holy shit! Like they 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 backed him, they've pushed him to the moon. So um, mm-hmm. I was I was buzzing. And, and this this is uh, so far we will talk about Mania. This is the only definite match on the card at the minute. Mm. McIntyre beat Brock and I cannot wait it's going to be a good match well you um, never know Ricochet could dethrone Brock Lesnar at Super Showdown <laughs> um, yeah that could happen yeah totally believe that no offence Ricochet you you are fantastic in the ring if you're listening and I'm sure you are um, you know you, you know, some of the stuff you can do is amazing but no one no one believes that you're going to beat Brock I'm, I'm confident Ricochet if you are listening even your own family do not believe you can beat Brock <laughs> I've, just got, I've just got like um, visions of like, his wife in, in the audience just going boo you suck to Ricochet <laughs> it, it <laughs> while, while Ricochet literally ricochets off Brock's chest repeatedly for the whole match his, his name will be so appropriate for that match <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, honestly, I, I do have as a wrestler, I do like Ricochet, but the matches sort of come out of nowhere. I don't get it. Um, he's another guy, and I've had this moment slightly earlier up. He's another guy like Rey Mysterio, where I'm like, why are you even fighting the big guys? Mm. You know, you, you're you're at that sort of size where if they don't dominate you, I'm I'm like, how? You know. They tried to do like a little thing, didn't they? Sorry. Um, they tried to do a little thing on, might have been Instagram or something, um, where he basically tried to take credit uh, for the reason why Drew eliminated Brock, basically saying it was all because of him kind of thing. So I don't know whether there was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember mm. that, yeah. I remember yeah. distinctly Ricochet being a pivotal part in um, Drew McIntyre, Claymore kicking Bro- uh, Brock. Yeah, oh, I... Yeah, uh, I'm sure Ricochet was there under his legs or something. Yeah, that, that definitely happened. I'm sure he sold that in some way. I don't mean to disrespect him, but um, mm. no, 
it's it, no one cares about that match with all due. Well, I say no one. I'm speaking for everyone now. Um, I don't care about that match. Um, and if it's not Drew versus Brock at WrestleMania, I'll be a bit pissed off. Oh yeah, me too. Definitely. It just seems I don't know. It seems like a, a bit of a nonsensical one, doesn't it? I don't think anyone believes that the outcome will be anything but Brock winning. So, yeah, really- I mean, I, I, like joking aside, can't it's it's it, it's beyond belief as well for me because I like I don't and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way. I wouldn't be happy if they take Brock out of the the scene for WrestleMania. I want to see him versus Drew. Mm-hmm. So so we're going into this with nobody really. And again, I'm speaking for everyone. I do apologise. But we're going into this with nobody wanting to see Ricochet win, purely down to the fact that we don't want to see Ricochet versus Drew. There's been no build up for that. Yes. We want to see him versus Brock. Yeah. But, I mean, I've mentioned it in the past. Not, I don't really think anything truly happens at these super showdowns. Um, nothing that they won't rectify. Um, no. I will contradict myself in in another episode over the tag titles because I do think they're going to change hands but we'll talk about that over Superstar Showdown (laughs) so obviously we had Drew come in after Ricochet he eliminates Brock eliminates Ricochet once he notices he's there Um, then we had The Miz come in in a similar fashion Um, Drew is now the Brock in this scenario Uh, he eliminates The Miz now The Miz Sorry, the Miz. Drew actually totaled six eliminations, if you're curious, Carl. Mm, uh, nowhere near the Brock numbers, but he was the next highest in terms of eliminations for this particular Rumble, um, which makes a bit of sense. Um, so he, he he's going to get a few eliminations going forward here. But um, we have AJ Styles in. Then um, And again, not a lot to say about AJ at the minute. He's there. He's got the OC. You know, it's all nice. Um then we got Dolph Ziggler, who I don't know. Other than inter, did was this the only thing he did? Did he interfere with the the Roman match? Yeah, briefly. I think he might have interfered with yeah. the Roman match, um, but he didn't really have a big show in this pay per view. But again, Dolph's another fella. He is he's really good at selling uh, a bump, and sadly, he's not. He doesn't get much else from from the. Uh, the writing room or from the, the you know the angles in terms of a push or a title run or anything to that degree. Uh he's had a couple of couple of shots and I don't know what's what's made them fail. But I, I will still um, never get over I will never get over the raw after WrestleMania where he cashed in his money in the bank. He was with AJ and Big E and that crowd when his music played, he was the most over person on that roster. And then yeah, he was back. He's back to just being Dolph. Was, it's, it's crazy. This thing. He was, I actually, he was phenomenally big at one point. And I think the trouble is, he, he is almost, and you might disagree, but he's almost too good at selling a move. Mm. So like when when Brock, as an example, if Brock come along and ragdolls him and he really sells that he's hurt from that, it's hard to believe that he's going to win. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think he might be a little too good at his craft. Uh, so he always ends up being the um, on the losing side of it. Uh, he's a particularly good heel. I actually, as a wrestler, I like him, and he's one of them where nobody really is bothered whether he's in a title scene, but he's good to have around. He's he's a good opponent for people. Yeah. Um, yeah other than that, there's not a lot I can say about Ziggler really. No, he's, he just feels um, irrelevant now, unfortunately for him. 
unfortunately, yeah. I mean, they're putting them in angles with Corbin and uh, anyone at the minute for me. But Corbin's in a in a really weak angle. And again, we mentioned this in the last episode. But anyone who's been given the uh, the king gimmick doesn't. It, it's almost like they're a struggling wrestler, and we're going to try and help them with this king gimmick. Um, and sadly, he's got this stable around him. And to me, it's just three wrestlers who are struggling to be relevant. And sadly, Dolph's one of them. Yep. It's a very fair assessment, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, so we had, after Dolph, we had Carl uh, Anderson come in, handy for AJ, who's uh, still in at that point. Um, uh, again, he's he's part of the OC. Cool. It was nice <laughs> to have him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he wasn't yeah, I don't, that I don't remember right. when episode he came <laughs> um, But uh, apparently he was there, you know. Um, and then our next surprise of the night, we had Edge. Now this... Brilliant one. An absolutely brilliant one. I really don't know where they're going with it now, but how good was it to see Edge back? I was just shocked, you know. People had spoken about it for so long, like, oh, he'll come back, he'll come back. I just ne- I could never see it. Um, but then just to hear that music, I, I, I was just shocked by it. So shocked by it. It's kills, isn't it? Alter Bridge hits, and you're like, no. It was fucking brilliant. <laughs> And you could see as well, like you could see how much it meant to him, like uh, the emotion on his face. He was almost crying, wasn't he, on his entrance? You end, up, you end up joining it because it's like he's been out for so long and he was just soaking that in, being back, every part of it, and you, you're just there with him. It was brilliant to see. Um, he had a fucking good showing as well. He um, he had um, three eliminations and he he stayed in. He was he, he stayed in. He, he was 28 out. So he, he, you know, it wasn't like he was there. You know, oh, it's good to see him back, and then he's gone. He, he you know, he, he had a good rumble as well. To be fair, I think the fans um, were really into it as well. I think they were chanting, "You still got it." At one point, yeah. Oh yeah, so. and it was fantastic. And to be honest, I thought he's going to come back and he's going to have a run. And uh, again, sadly, I don't mean to digress, but I'm going to have to slightly for Edge. Um, he has now been. He came onto Raw. He had that back and forth with Randy. Randy's. Um, almost leaning back into this legend killer thing, and as uh, I don't, what do they call that movie he's doing with the chair? Oh, the concerto. Uh, concerto. Uh, yeah. So he's battling people with chairs, and um, and uh, we haven't seen Edge since. And obviously he's aimed for the neck, so it's believable because that's where he's been injured. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where he's had all the surgery. That's that's the problem area. That's the the bit where they said to him, "If you take too much damage, you are gonna die." You know, so it's it's really good as an angle. No, it sounds like I'm taking the piss there, Cal. But like, like, do you remember when he when he retired and he said basically, if he doesn't retire, then he'll end up paralyzed or worse. Yeah. And you think, fuck, this is serious, and it was serious, and it's brilliant to see him back. And I like to feel like they're heading towards an Edge versus Randy thing, and this Raw going forward will be one to see because, um, I don't know if you do, uh, did you watch Raw this week. The, uh, the the Matt Hardy thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Matt's now got a, a match with him, um, surprisingly, on Monday. So Matt versus Randy, and I think, as a theory, that Edge is going to come back at some point during that match. Maybe Randy's going to go to to Concerto, uh, Matt again or something like that. Um, and Edge is going to come back and interfere in some way, and we're going to start setting up for the angle of them two having a match at uh, WrestleMania, which I will very much enjoy. 
Or it could, you know, yeah. it is WWE, it could go the complete opposite way. And just as he's about to do the concerto, um, suddenly Edge and Lita pop up for a, another sex show, part two. Yeah. Or, um, and it's all just a troll, Matt, really. I mean, it is it is WWE we're talking about, Carl, and you make a good point. So, I mean, we could even go as far as, for some reason, Roman Reigns interferes because he's Roman Reigns. We just don't know. We don't know. Well, all I'm saying but, is... When you tune into our WrestleMania prediction show, that one of my predictions may or may not be a leader on the pole match. So, <laughs> but who's pole? Uh, <laughs> which, to be honest, I, mean, I, I don't want to talk too much about Raw, so we will save it for another episode. But it was strange to see Matt defend an edge as well. But again, plenty of water gone under the bridge there by the looks of it. We will talk more in depth about that on another episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologies for anyone who can hear paper turning. I have uh, a notebook in front of me. Um, so we had Corbin enter the Rumble. Surprisingly, he got an elimination. Um, I honestly, because my note taking is fantastic, I didn't know who he eliminated, but he eliminated a person. Um, I feel like it was a big one as well, you know. It wasn't Edge, was it? Uh, hmm. Who eliminated Edge? I have actually wrote that down. Or it was Reigns eliminated uh, Edge. Right. Which I didn't mind. I didn't mind because in some respects, it's like, you know, Roman does a shit spear and uh, he wants to get rid of the guy who doesn't. Well. So yeah. that makes a bit of sense. You know, Roman's like, you do a better spear than me, I'm getting rid of you. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't mind Roman being the one who, somebody had to eliminate him. He wasn't going to win, obviously. Um, so I don't mind Roman being the one who eliminated Edge and certainly preferred it over uh, Corbin because anything Corbin does at the minute, I do not like. Agreed. Um, just because he's an unlikable guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Corbin, if you're listening. And I'm of sure course he is. Him and Ricochet are <laughs> tears now. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we had uh, another person who sadly I can't talk too much about. We had Matt Riddle. Come in without any shoes. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think is that his gimmick. He doesn't wear shoes. Pretty much, yeah. Um, that's, that's that's it. Yeah. He says he says bro a lot, and he can't he can't afford shoes. So I think, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting gimmick in terms of where it stacks up with you know the best of them. Yeah, I'm I'm going to apologise to my note keeping uh, because I, I've actually made a note of who Corbin eliminated. He eliminated Matt Riddle. Ah, there okay. you go. Yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's uh, a weird, he's so a weird one. Riddle. Um, he's obviously he's a is he a riddle? <laughs> he is a riddle. He's a puzzle to work out, you know. Um, yeah. but he's he's MMA, so obviously they're they're quite big on him. Um, and he's got a decentish gimmick, and he's pretty decent in the ring as well, to be fair. But that guy just can't like he's 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 pissed off Goldberg. He's pissed off Brock. He's just he's, well, you see, he's bad I'm, bad again. I'm a little bit down on Corbin. I might have mentioned that, right? <laughs> Didn't show. So instantly, when Corbin eliminated him, I was a bit like, who's this guy pissed off? Mm. Now, that could be a misinterpretation because management love Corbin. So maybe they thought it wasn't a bad thing. But to me, it does not help Matt Riddle as a wrestler to be eliminated by Corbin, who's quite unlikable at the moment. That's a very good point, to be fair. Um, yeah. But again, I don't know. Maybe that's a, a delusion because I'm sure management like him, given the positions they've put him in in the past. I'm sure they think Corbin's the, the dog's bollock. Uh, is that a, is that a term? 
Is that the same we can use internationally, or is that just a British thing? Interesting. Let us know, guys. Dogs bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we had the other, the remaining member of the, the OC coming after Matt Riddle. We had Luke Gallows. Oh, I thought you meant Seth. Uh, then, you know, Ryan and Seth and Marissa, maybe. Oh, maybe of course, maybe. yeah. And then um, we we Summer obviously was in uh, the, the women's rumble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So Luke Gallows was eliminated by Edge. Fair enough. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had Randy come back. Come back, yeah, from sitting in the locker room, I guess. Um, <laughs> so he, he made his in-ring return and uh, was eliminated by Edge, which yep. was nice. That was a nice little uh, back and forth. Um, obviously, it's led to something storyline-wise now, but at the time, it was a nice little back and forth. It was like, oh, yeah, look, it's rated RKO. And, yeah. and then, obviously, one thing led to another. Rated RKO. And, um, um, and yeah so he was ultimately eliminated by Edge again it was nice to see or was he apologies Uh, no yeah he was eliminated by Edge and then we had Roman enter Roman was ultimately eliminated by Drew McIntyre so again they're not knocking Roman's status in the company as the guy because he was eliminated by the bigger guy Um, Mm -hmm. He was eliminated by Drew, who obviously is is going to the main event at WrestleMania. So it's not not the worst thing in the world to be eliminated by this guy. Um, sadly, Kevin Owens made his entry after Roman. I don't say sadly because it's Kevin Owens. I say sadly because uh, Kevin Owens was ultimately eliminated by Seth and the Authors of Pain. So his his whole entry into the Rumble was purely to build up on this storyline. That's a bit weak, anyway. I don't know how you feel about the the. I don't mind the Monday Night Messiah or the Authors of Pain, but the 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 sort of squashing Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe into a team to to battle them, I'm not a big fan of. Do you know what I mean? Me neither. It doesn't really make that much sense. The only the only thing I can see being any kind of semblance of of positivity from it would be if they did something where Joe turned on uh, Owens at some point. Um, because them two as a team, just it's just yeah, it's not working. Yeah, and a, a minor pet peeve, and I have mentioned this to you, but while we're talking about them, um, it kind of bugs me that the authors of pain are an established tag team, right? All right, they're, they're new to the main event scene or to the to the raw scene, but they're an established tag team. The authors of pain, they're, they're together. It's gimmicked, right? And then the tag titles come along, and they go. Yes, yeah, Seth and Buddy Murphy are going to hold them. That doesn't feel right to me, that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't... I agree so much with that as well. It makes zero sense. Yeah, I don't get why it's not the Authors of Pain with the tag titles. It, it, other than just an excuse to put a belt on Seth, I don't get it. it I really think it, I think it must be that. I think, it, as we'll come on to when we, we chat through um, WrestleMania predictions, I think it got to a point where they were just like, we, we haven't really got anything for Seth. So we'll have to, we're going to have to put him in a, in a tag title match at Mania. That's, that's yeah. the only spot. It's the only spot for him. Um, but you know, we'll we'll discuss that when we get there. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. There's just a slight pet peeve I wanted to mention while we're there. And then we had um, Alistair Black come in. Um, sadly, he didn't have any time to have a sit down like he likes to do. Um, <laughs> it's bit, it's bit you know, it's tired and wrestling. It's tired and wrestling. You know, <laughs> he's he's the answer to the question. What if CM Punk had more tattoos? <laughs> 
I think that I think that that kind of kickstarted something with him, didn't it? On the raw the next night, where he's like sat down saying, um, you know, he wasn't very good and he's going to change that or something. He's just gone really. Do you know what? Even more emo now. I could be, I could be um, wrong here, Carl, and you might disagree with me. And and it, you know, if you do, it'll actually make for a bit of bit of conversation. So I'm not encouraging you to, by the way. But um, I was listening to him on Raw. You're wrong. And sorry. All right, Vince. So I didn't realize you were here, Vince. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, Alistair Black on, uh, I think it was the most recent Raw, one of them anyway, where he he, he done one of his little monologues about Black Mass and all that. Um, it, it felt a little bit like when Bray Wyatt used to go off on a tangent and people were like, what the fuck are you talking about, Bray? And I'm actually starting to worry now that Alistair's going to go into that same path of like, yeah, I'm going to talk nonsense and people are gonna just peg me as this, you know, you know. Um, I don't even know what you call them, crazy, <laughs> you know, unorthodox. But I think people are gonna. And again, I could be wrong, but I certainly started losing interest in what he was saying because it just sounded like he was just talking shit. Mm. How do you feel about this? Um, I agree wholeheartedly. Actually, um, I, I just feel like he's he's already quite an emo-y, vampire-y, whatever the hell he is type character. And then he's just yeah. got even more emo. He just starts spouting a load of crap and just seems all depressed. And it's just like, yeah. Um, the trouble is, Bray. I've seen it. We've seen it happen with Bray because mm-hmm. Bray, everyone loved the Wyatt family, and everyone loved Bray's speeches about you know Sister Abigail and all that. And then he got to a point when everyone's like, "The fuck are you talking about, Bray? This is <laughs> this is sheer nonsense. Where are the buzzards? What are you talking?" And it's. And I love to see what Bray is now. I think it's so much better what he's doing now. And even some of the nonsense he used to talk is now paying off. I don't know if you ever ever saw it. It's on YouTube somewhere where the old Bray, who used to talk nonsense, was telling a story about a, a, a man in the woods who was insanely tall with long, blonde dreadlocks. And he describes the fiend, essentially. Mm. And that was years before. And it's like, okay, that's paying off. I like it. But at the time, that was a load of nonsense. <laughs> so... And uh, yeah, sorry, I digress slightly again. But <laughs> Alistair, I, I worry about Alistair because I think those promos are, are going to have a bit of a sh- uh, shelf life to them. And, you know, he needs to get into a decent feud with somebody before it gets a bit stale. Mm. Uh, so then uh, we had... Samoa Joe come in after Alistair. Um, eliminated by Seth. Uh, I made a note on this one. I didn't. I put Seth and I didn't put Seth and the Authors of Pain. So presumably, yeah, it was just Seth who did once. that one. Mm, yeah. So that that's interesting. Um, and yeah, again, it's all just sadly he's coming to uh, to that sort of build that storyline up. And um, obviously, I've I've said it all a little bit wrong because uh, I'm list- just listing people as as they entered, not sort of as they were eliminated. But Seth was actually our our last entry okay. uh, in terms of entrance into the rumble. So he's come in and eliminated um, Samoa Joe, and uh, sorry, Kevin Owens with the Authors of Pain, and then Samoa Joe, um, as it as it sort of happened chronologically. But yeah. uh, he was actually so the last again. Point. Again, they've just kind of used the rumble to set up that little. You know, storyline really, haven't they? They have, yeah. 
And um, again, it's not a bad thing to do. Uh, but the trouble for me, again, is just that the fit of Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, and I like both of them as wrestlers, but it just doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to be a team. Um, mm. But as it, I do think they might get somewhere with the Monday Night Messiah. I think that, that self-involved, you know, uh, he, he obviously believes he is the saviour, uh, as it were. I think that gimmick is probably quite good and building up a decent faction could be a good thing. But even so, I do worry about it because I'm not sure they're going about it the right way. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, he's got a nice little leather jacket now, so, you know. Of course. And uh, surprisingly, it kind of reminded me of um, of Dean Ambrose's last few days because they gave him a nice leather jacket before he left as well. <laughs> Great. AEW, we'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Seth was eliminated by Drew McIntyre, again, eliminated by the winner, by the big guy. So um, it, it's no disrespect to Seth in mm-hmm. terms of a of who he was eliminated by. They obviously still want to put him up on the card, and they still want to have him as one of the top guys. And it's no no um, no sort of great loss for him to be eliminated by Drew, who's obviously won it and and is going on to fight Brock Lesnar. Um, so that that as terms of the rumble, that's everyone who came in, and and sort of slight notes on on what we thought. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about the rumble? Um, I think the only other thing from me is Drew McIntyre, baby. Yes, um, <laughs> I, I was just absolutely cheddered to think when he's, uh, he's, when he won. I was just yeah, um, genuinely the best man to win. It, it, it's it, honestly, I look look at who we've listed now. Um, I'm not going to go through them again. I do. I, I sincerely mean that. Don't <laughs> stop listening. Um, but look at who came in. You know. He, he was the best man to win, and he's he's the he's the most exciting one going forward to face Brock. It just it makes so much sense. It's nice to see, and you never know with WWE. It's always are they gonna are they are they are they gonna do that? And and luckily, yeah, they've 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 gone right behind Drew. They've said, yeah, he's our guy. Fantastic, and uh, yeah, brilliant to see. And I think I'm really and, uh, looking forward to the match as well. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic one. That's why I, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not willing to believe that Ricochet is going to, going to take Brock in anyway, because <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> oh no, that's what I meant. I'm really looking forward to Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet for the uh, championship. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's one of them that'll go down in the ages. Uh, I'm sure uh, it's a ball of fame worthy, isn't it? Really, they're both, oh, yeah. uh, both going to go down in the books for that match. That that's clearly going to happen at Mania because Brock's obviously not going to go to Mania, is he? <laughs> But I think, right, in other news, we did it. We made it through the Rumble. We did it. We talked about the entire Rumble. It only took three hours. <laughs> we need our own bloody pre-show. We, we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we have we took one Raw to talk about Royal Rumble. Wow. And I think everyone yeah. who's listening will find it was a lot more entertaining than a three-hour Raw. So, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Totally agree. So what we're going to do now, Carl, if you if you're cool with it, because obviously you listed what we're going to talk about today, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to take a, a quick, we're going to take a quick break. Well, it'll be quick for anyone listening because it'll be almost instantaneous, uh, <laughs> a little less quick for us. But um, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back. We'll talk about um, the superstar showdown and our theories for Mania going forward. They should probably together take an hour. I've tried to predict these things before and I've been wrong. They should probably take them take an hour. Um, so bear with us, Ricochet. We will be back shortly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome back, Carl. God, that was that was a hot minute. Yeah, oh, it certainly was. <laughs> right. So, um, obviously, we'll keep it in order of of um, shows um, because, I mean, obviously, going forward, we're going to be want to talk about uh, like, but right now, there's nothing really for that. So, as as you mentioned at the very beginning, uh, we'll discuss the Super Showdown, which I've now stopped calling Superstar Showdown because it turns out. That's not what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then we'll we'll talk about Mania, obviously, being we are on the road to WrestleMania and, and we have some predictions for that. Um, so have you seen much of what, what's been sort of listed for the the card for Super Showdown so far, Carl? Um, so I've seen Bit and Bob's. Obviously, I saw the Goldberg, um, your next promo thing with The Fiend, which was, uh, yeah. was interesting. Yeah. Um, I believe Roman Reigns and Corbin are fighting for the three thousandth time. And yeah, obviously we may... I, think... <laughs> I honestly, uh, the problem with this is because because they've added Super Showdown. It's not been part of normal. I don't even know if they've dropped another pay per view because they've been that up and down with pay per views over the years. I don't know if there used to be one in its place. I honestly don't know. Well, they used to have, have Fastlane, didn't they? they? Used to be something like Fastlane. That's true. Um, so maybe they've they've dropped one for it, but this pay per view, and as I've mentioned previously, none of the Saudi pay per views like there's going to be anything significant happening. And um, I think that's it's down to the fact that it, it's done for the the Saudi audience. They're trying to break into that 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 way, and it's not. I don't even think WWE sort of legitimise it as as a as a real pay per view. It was like doing the the greatest Royal Rumble that didn't really have the same impact as a real Royal Rumble. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's it's literally and just then, to make the sweet Saudi money, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. And I think the problem is they've turned around and gone, "Yeah, we are at the end of Roman Reigns and King Corbin, but um, we need a match for Super Showdown. So uh, should we keep it going?" And obviously, that's that's uh, that's them. They can have a have lunch then. You know, they've they've now filled the card out. So, uh, I think that's what's gone on. I think they've turned on and gone. Well, we'll we'll string it out a little bit longer, even though it doesn't need it. So, we've come off Royal, uh, the Royal Rumble. We feel like that match was pretty conclusive. Of Romans won, the good guys won. We're done with the angle. But no, no, let's keep it going. Um, and again, weirdly. They have some Uso involvement. They have some Bobby Roode and Ziggler involvement and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, it's transpired now that it's going to be Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a steel cage. Um, do you have any interest in seeing this match, Carl? Not any whatsoever. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. it's yeah. not just... Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, I, I don't have much enthusiasm for it, I must admit. It's, it might be a good match. They might put on a good show. But at the end of the day, it's going to be Roman doing his Superman punch and a spear and then maybe another Superman punch and maybe another spear. Um, but in a cage this time? I think at this point, so, they may as well just have them, like instead of doing a mud wrestle, just wrestle in a pool of dog food. Because that, that's... Uh... yeah. Mm. I'm honestly, I'm not even sure which of them would actually be bothered to climb the cage. Neither of them look like they could be asked doing that. To be honest with you, <laughs> that's a very good point. It's definitely mm. going to be a door escape, isn't it? Yeah, and um, it, it. I don't know. I, 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 
typically with steel cage matches, and you and me have been spoiled in our childhood with the Attitude Era and the likes of Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy and, and, and Edge and Christian and, and so on. I mean, they obviously, they, they created the TLC, as it were, and all that. They, they do big spots, and we have had Undertaker damn near killing mankind, albeit not intentionally, but we get sort of, we, we've been spoilt with these sort of matches in the past and going, if there's going to be a Hell in a Cell or a Steel Cage, we're going to see some big things happen. And I think the problem is, nothing big's going to happen. I, I, I'll call it now, it's going to be a bog standard match and one of them's going to escape. There's not going to be any big spots. There's not going to be anything really exciting to happen. You might get some interference from, from their family or their faction, but I can't see much else. Um, do you have any predictions for it? I predict it's going to be shite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like yeah. it. That's, I think I'm just to... so done. I'm so done with this feud. Um, it, I, I don't know how, how, often they can keep doing this again and again and again. Oh, let's do this stipulation, that stipulation, that's what Dog Food did it. Let's get the Usos involved. It's, it's just, oh, it's, it's so died to death. I just can't wait for this. Hopefully this is it and it's done. I really hope so. I mean, how long can you keep it going? If this is still going on at Mania, um, I don't want to eat another hat, so I'm not going to say that again. <laughs> but if this is still going on at Mania, I swear to God. Um, well, that, that's going to be the bathroom break, isn't it? If, okay. if there's any match like this at Mania, that's going to be the bathroom break right there. Um, but hopefully, this is going to be the end of the angle. Um, one I do want to mention, uh, and purely because it was one that I said I'm going to contradict my own point uh, that nothing happens at these, is the New Day versus The Miz and John Morrison. Because the more and more I look at it, the more I think, do you know what? It probably won't have a big showing on the on Mania anyway, the tag titles. So there would be no harm in having a title change here and sticking with it. So while it does contradict me earlier points, I'm honestly, the more I look at it, I think, yeah, I think I could see the New Day dropping the titles to the Miz and Morrison, you know. I mean, they've, they've obviously brought Morrison back and put him back together with the Miz to build up to something. Yeah. So um, I see as, as good of a chance as any for them to do it in, in Saudi than they would do at Mania. Um, they've obviously... I've, I've quite liked what I've seen from them so far. Did you see the trailer that they did on SmackDown? It was uh, quite quirky um, that they did. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good fun, wasn't it, to be fair? And um, yeah. it's nice to... See, they obviously have a, have a good friendship between them and it's nice to see the chemistry they've got and I wouldn't mind them being the champs at all. Even if they win a Super Showdown and it's some sort of rematch, maybe at Elimination Chamber or whichever, I don't think it's going to be Mania-worthy. As certainly as a main show, it might be a pre-show thing, but I don't think it'd be mania worthy. But even if they'd done a rematch at, at one of the bigger pay-per-views, that's fine. But I don't see any harm in them dropping the titles to them at, at Super Showdown. It gives Super Showdown that that thing of going, well, that's happened. Something something's actually happened. You know, a title change. I've just had that. I've just had that oh shit moment. Then when you've just said that, I completely forgot that there's also Elimination Chamber. So God, <laughs> it's even yeah, more irrelevant that's... to have this Super Showdown. Isn't it because like, really? like this is the this is the road to WrestleMania because it's just a Saudi show. <laughs> then Elimination Chamber is going to all change again. Yeah, this is more the um, the pit stop on the road to WrestleMania. It's it's not this is this is you dropping into the services before you <laughs> carry on the road to WrestleMania. This. Um, <laughs> I think the uh, sorry, Roman I'm... Reigns and uh, Corbin match is what we're dropping in the services. If you know. What I mean. <laughs> Uh, I do apologise to because apparently we do have uh, some American listeners, which is awesome. 
It really is awesome. So I do apologise because I don't know what your equivalent of the services is, but the gas station on the road to WrestleMania, that might be a, a good equivalent for you. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's one of them. Like you say, we're all more keyed up for Elimination Chamber, which there's not a lot on the card for that yet. So we're not probably not going to talk about that today because I'd sooner we have a bit more of an idea of what's going to happen there. Obviously, um, and call me crazy here, Carl, but I'm predicting that there's going to be an Elimination Chamber match. You're but, crazy. Uh, <laughs> and I, if it does not happen, Carl, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> we, need to keep, we need to buy more hats for you. <laughs> I, honestly, I've got a stock of them. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we'll talk about Elimination Chamber in the future when, when the card's a bit more fleshed out. But um, yeah, I honestly think the tag titles are probably going to change and I wouldn't mind seeing it. Um, I honestly thought Morrison was going to have a singles run. Um, but seeing what they're doing so far, I, I don't mind the whole tag team thing. And, he, you know, he's, he has previously been with The Miz uh, as a tag team, so it makes a bit of sense. Um, it's always good seeing him in the ring. He's He's got so he's got some crazy moves, to be fair. Um, he truly is the Prince of Parkour. <laughs> He actually makes them look a bit shit compared, to be honest. And the Miz isn't a bad wrestler at all. He's certainly improved. It, it's fantastic seeing how much improvement he's made. The trouble with the Miz, I suppose, was that they they put him in the ring way before he was ready. But it's been brilliant for us over the decades to see how much fifteen years he's been wrestling now, Carl. And um, crazy though. It's fantastic to see how good he's become. When you look at his earlier stuff, you go, "Yeah, you were pretty fucking shit." But <laughs> he's worked on. He's really worked on it, and he is a good wrestler. He's definitely, okay. he's definitely earned his way to becoming over, hasn't he? If, if you think of, of where he yeah. started off. It, if you remember, his, his first um, one of his first things on WWE TV was that Diva search where he was the host. He completely fluffed his oh, lines. He forgot, he forgot how people had to enter and, and stuff. And oh, it was so bad. You wouldn't expect it from him now. He is really good. But um, again, sadly, I think John Morrison does outshine him. Uh, not necessarily about John Morrison. He's, he's a great wrestler, but He's 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 better in the ring and he's more charismatic. So it, it you know it might not be the best thing for the Miz, although it's nice to see them in the tag team again. Yeah, I think I think they complement each other quite well because Morrison has obviously got superior wrestling ability, but the Miz from like a you know from a microphone perspective, um, even though Morrison stepped his game up a bit, I still, I still think um, I think Miz has got it's, it's just got got that got it hasn't he? You know, he's a oh, he's yeah, a, yeah. a must see superstar. He is, to be fair. Um, yeah, so that that's it for uh, like what are my thoughts on the tag titles. I do think it'd be nice to see that change. Um, uh, another noted uh, match for Super Showdown, obviously, was um, and we mentioned it in our Rumble talk was Lesnar versus Ricochet. Um, <laughs> I honestly, I think think at this point, people know our feelings on that. But um, yeah. I don't think there's much not- much else to say on it other than. I can't, for the life of me, see any kind of title change in hands here. I can't even see this match lasting longer than about 10 minutes. And it's n- no disrespect to Ricochet. He's fantastic. But, no, no. Um, he is. He is a fantastic... I don't mean to take the piss. It's just he should not be in a match against Brock Lesnar. Not at this point. No. But um, do you know what? I'll be even in principle if they actually give you a bit of a scare of thinking, oh, he's going to do this. I doubt he will. Even that will be something, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, we we might want to talk on it a little bit. You did mention it at the beginning. Um, the fiend versus 
Scott's or the Fiend or Bray Wyatt. I think it's the Fiend, isn't it? Versus Goldberg. Uh, we've now seen they can wrestle separately, so you can have Bray Wyatt matches. But it certainly seems like the Fiend was the one who accepted the challenge. So uh, the Fiend versus Goldberg. How do you feel about that one? It's definitely an interesting one, isn't it? Um, kind of just come out of nowhere. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting yeah. the Fiend to be the one that he calls out. I just, I think I've said no. this before. I just really hope he doesn't injure the Fiend <laughs> because, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's... look logically, he's not going to win. The Fiend's got to win. Um, purely, think about it. It carries on what's going on with the Fiend. The Fiend's got a nice little wall of of legends that he's he's took out, as it were. Um. So it's just fitting that Goldberg goes on the wall. Could you imagine if they do it though? Could you imagine if they put Goldberg over him um, and do like Roman Reigns versus Goldberg? Um, I honestly think the 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 WWE universe might riot. I, I do not <laughs> think that would be a good thing to do at all. Um, I, I sincerely hope they don't, but you can't put anything past it. And I say trying to build it because I don't. Did you watch Raw this week? Yeah, yeah. I keep saying, was it SmackDown this week? Apologies, it might have been. Did you watch Hulk Hogan this week? <laughs> oh, yeah, God. That was bad, wasn't it? What was he on? No idea. He he was, was... I'm, I'm here to talk about the NWO, brother. Um, then um, Goldberg's, Goldberg's tough, brother. Uh, I, I can't talk to you anymore, brother. And then just walked off. <laughs> and then, another one he, he like, keeps saying for some reason, and it, it was never a catchphrase, at least brother's a bit of a catchphrase. He kept saying people were strong. Like he must have said strong about a hundred times. Like I thought he'd stop doing drugs, I'll be honest. But he, he didn't see him with us. He's old and, though, um, bless him. He, he, he probably had a little uh, a little cue that said you need to say brother a lot and need to mention how strong Bill is. And he probably just completely forgot he thought he was back in the silver dome. Um think strong. We've um he came through on satellite, so obviously he's not had a day out on that one. He's still in his time at home. <laughs> um, I think he's going to get a day out for the um, Hall of Fame. Uh, what do you call it? Ceremony. Because mm-hmm. uh, apparently NWO is now going into the Hall of Fame, which makes sense. They were, um, I mean, they were they were never a big thing for WWE, but obviously WWE now on WCW, so fair enough. Um, but they had a massive impact on wrestling. Um, I, I don't know why I'm surprised by it, but I was actually surprised Hogan was. Uh, big enough on himself to say that he changed wrestling and NWO changed wrestling. It's like, yeah, Hogan, okay, you, you didn't change wrestling. You were in wrestling and you were big. But, because <laughs> uh, let's face it, like, and don't be wrong, I'm not trying to disrespect Hogan. He was big in his day, but as far as changing wrestling goes, he was, he, he's, he's what is, He's the worst thing about wrestling at the moment. If you see any Hulk Hogan type character now, it's not good. Yeah, you know they come out, they have the, and don't be wrong, you can still you can still push it. And I'm no no disrespect to Cena, but Cena's a similar guy where he has his handful of moves, and he can get the crowd up, and that's all Hogan is. But people want to see wrestlers, and you can see it more and more the way NXT is, the way the Indies are the way the British wrestling scene is these days, they want to see people who can wrestle. They want to see something interesting in the ring. So someone coming out and doing a leg drop and, and then putting his hand to his ear is not is not uh, a big thing. And I, I personally, I know he was big in the day, but I don't think he changed wrestling. I think other people, other legends from his day are certainly people who changed wrestling. 
Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was an interesting one with Hogan because obviously he was in the right place at the right time, really. It was when Vince had just um, taken the WWF and just turned it into the WWF and tried to make it a global entity yeah, and at the time. Hogan, Hogan was the star that he picked. Um, so. No, you make a good point. It's just, I don't know, it kind of irks me a little bit when he, he talks about I think he was probably one of the worst things because of his fucking ego. Because how many times had he insisted that he is not going to lose to certain people, certain people who should have been big, who should have been pushed. Um, he, he he did it so much. Um, oh, yeah. I think that you occasionally got like he was willing to lose to to Andre the Giant because Andre the Giant was obviously a fucking giant. <laughs> but um, he was yeah, his ego was so in the way a lot of the time that he was actually a hindrance to the fucking game as far well, as I'm concerned. He didn't want to lose to Brett on a few occasions. And also, we never ended up getting the match, the most anticipated money match of the time, which was Hogan versus Ric Flair. We never got that because Hogan just didn't didn't want it. So instead, we ended up getting well, that's, that's a classic Hogan example. versus Hogan Justice just... and Flair versus Macho Man. Yeah. And it's things like that, where it's like, that could have been a, an excellent match, but because, and I'm sure Flair was just as bad, but because the egos were in the way and they didn't want to lose to each other, we ended up losing out on a fucking good match. Well, it was set up so perfectly because Flair just came over from WCW. He he actually owned the belt because um, he bought it. Yeah. Um, and he came in as the real world's champion. And it could, would have been him versus Hogan for the belt, like two titles. And yeah, Hogan just didn't want to do it. But anyway, yeah. that's a massive digre- digression from uh, Super Show. <laughs> that, that might be a, a different show for a different day where we talk yeah. about the history. No, I'm going to rely heavily on you for that because I... <laughs> My history starts in the Attitude Era, but there you go. I have seen some things from the past, but um, you're, you've you've been in it from day one. I'll give you a you've list been of must-watched. I have been down since day one, Oose. Telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I had to drop that in there. <laughs> we're, another match we're, we now know of is, um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, I do apologise, but we're going to have a gauntlet match, the Tuake Trophy. I might have said that wrong. Um, so we're having a gauntlet match with AJ Styles, Andrade, Bobby Lashley, Eric Rowan, R-Truth and Rusev. Um, now, I don't, okay. speak, I don't yeah. speak Saudi, but you think two wake could be like translated to guys we have nothing for um, but still need to put on the show trophy? Yes. I think that might be a more appropriate name for it. Now, okay. And again, I could still be pronouncing, pronouncing to a crown, but um, it, it proper looks like they've gone, right, we'll put all the names in a hat. And uh, Vince, do you want to start pulling the names out? And we've landed on AJ, Andrade, Bobby Lashley, Eric Rowan, R-Truth and Rusev. And uh, weirdly for me, the strangest one in there is R-Truth. He's not, he's not been taken seriously in a long time. <laughs> he's in with some real wrestlers. What's going on? Is there, um, I, th- I think they're always going to struggle when they do Saudi shows because quite a few people like refuse to do them, don't they? Like I don't think Kevin Owens does them. I don't think Daniel Bryan does yeah, them. There's, there's a, yeah, there's a big principle on it, especially because of the way, obviously, the and th- there has been a movement on there. Um, I believe, I mean, certainly one of the matches I'm going to mention shortly, there was a lot of issue over women's matches there, and I think a lot of people were out of principle not doing them. It, it's, a fu- it's a fucker of a journey for them. Um, was it Saudi they were coming back from where they got stranded as well? Yeah. That was the most recent yeah. time, which they, which they reckon might not have been an accident. Yeah, 
So even from a logistical point of view, even if you just say, well, that was delays, it's still a pain in the ass for them. There's there's a lot of politics involved there. Mm. I get why they're struggling for wrestlers on the cards, but um, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of their matches. It's like, okay, it'd have been nice if this made a bit of sense. <clears throat> Presumably, they're, they're predicting Andrade's going to be back off his um, suspension then. Uh, he's he's certainly listed in the card, so I imagine he's uh, he's still suspended at the minute, isn't he? Oh, yeah. But uh, and not to digress, because we will be talking about Raw and the like in in the future. But uh, it, it's actually it's been nice that he's been gone because his was well, not his cousin, is it? It's Humberto's cousin, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Angel Gaza? Is that, oh, yeah. is that is that her name? I don't know, but. Uh, needless to say, he seems to be a good wrestler. Uh, the last couple of times I've seen him, I've uh, I've got into the the fact that he he's playing a good heel and um, he's got that sort of arrogant swagger about him, and he seems to be a good wrestler in the ring. Um, and it's nice to push uh, a slightly more unknown talent. So maybe his absence has been good for for other people anyway. Well, yeah, it's one of them. It's it's, it's a wellness violation, wasn't it? It's not. Um... Yeah. So I think he got thirty he days, and so they've had to just kind of clutch at straws to do something around the whole Humberto thing that yeah. he threw out for so long. So, But fair play to the guy. Um, that Angel Gaza, he's come in, he's done done a really good job. So, fair play. Yeah, I'm enjoying it so far, I must admit. Um, I don't know how he's going to fit back into the picture, Andrade, now he's come off the wellness violation, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe they won't include him. Maybe they just keep the Humberto-Angel thing going, um, which I wouldn't mind. It's a, it's a good match. It'll be a good opener for Elimination Chamber, maybe. Or even Mania, to be honest, I wouldn't mind too much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we have that gauntlet match. I don't particularly have... I'm not leaning towards anyone who should win. I mean, I'll always have that bias. I'm looking at it and going, well, AJ's the best wrestler in there, so let's have AJ win. But it's not necessarily yeah. going to be the case. No. Um, we have Bobby Lashley in there, so I don't know what Lana's going to be doing. Uh, it's almost like trying to touch on to that feud because Rusev's in the match as well. Um, so they're probably going to back and forth a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's such a weird storyline anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then we have the, the only other match they've listed so far, and I'm sure there will be more because there's only six on the card at the moment, was um, Bailey versus, uh, it's actually going to be the winner of next week's down match of Carmella versus Naomi. Um, yeah, I saw that on SmackDown. Yeah, so we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was slightly right. I was not well informed last time we spoke about this. I had an inkling that there was something said about Carmella in a match, and she did have a match, but it was on SmackDown. Um, and obviously we now have this this Carmella versus Naomi to determine who gets to challenge Bailey. So. Um, I don't. I'm not particularly thrilled with either of them. I'm not overly invested in the in Bailey as a heel, as you know. Um, Carmella doesn't feel like a strong enough wrestler uh, in terms of a women's title match. So, I've for me, I've probably got to give it to Naomi. It might be a decent match to see. Um, she certainly can can sort of move around in the ring. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I think for me, it, it's again, it's again, it's one of them nothing matches because I don't think either of those are going to be the one who takes her on at WrestleMania. But I think if anyone's going to win, then you've got to give it to Naomi. She just come back, um, good showing in the Rumble. Um, yeah, kind of, you know, done a bit of a 
a slight gimmick tweak as well. which has got a big massive afro now. Um, and some like Daft Punk, Daft Punk helmet. So <laughs> she wears that helmet. That was a bit weird. Mm. But um, yeah, and it might push for Naomi. I'm not saying she has to win, and she probably won't because um, I can't see them doing too many title changes here. But um, it could be a nice, uh, nice sort of return match, really, for her. Mm. Um, but we'll see what happens between uh, Carmella and Naomi. It might not do Naomi any good to lose to Carmella on SmackDown, to be honest. So no. That's a very good but, point, uh, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's a puzzle for me, though. And they make, they, they sort of almost pointed out here because I'm watching SmackDown. And then one of my favorite women's wrestlers is there doing a moment of bliss. So, you know, no names needed. Um, Nikki Cross, yeah. Yeah, Nikki Cross, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you've got, you've got Alexa there. We know that she's fantastic on the mic, either as a face or a heel. I do prefer her as a heel. I think she plays that really well. And she's she's great in the ring. And then she's doing a moment of bliss. And then, you know, moving into the background while they have this feud between Bailey, Carmella and Naomi. And I don't get it. I don't, like, is, is, is Alexa back properly? She's done a couple of matches, but she's certainly not wrestling regularly. Is she still kind of out? I, I really don't know what's going on with her at the minute. No, it is it is a strange one. I th- I think I think I've got the answer to it. So I don't know whether you want to move oh. on to the WrestleMania predictions. Yeah, can do, can do. Unless so, you've got anything else to say about su- super superstar, super Saudi Tuzek trophy yeah, it's, showdown? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be shit. Uh, yeah. That's my last note. Uh, I I don't really have a good um, relationship with these Saudi events. I don't really rate them. I I never really bothered with the Greatest Royal Rumble. I don't really bother with Crown Jewel, and I'm probably going to keep an eye on this. And funnily enough, purely for the sake of being able to talk about it with you on a podcast. Yeah. So you know, um, it's weird as well. It's, it's on a Thursday. What the hell? It's on a Thursday at like six PM UK time. So God knows what time it's on. In the states, that's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. That that's. I don't know if that's a Saudi thing again. That's like the best day to put them on there, maybe. Because um, obviously we stick to American time. Any any time I watch SmackDown or Raw live, it's at two in the morning. So I'm used to weird diamonds, but um, that's even odd. Like the the day itself is kind of strange, isn't it? On a Thursday. Um, just before we move into the predictions or, or what our discussion on Mania, um, I will mention because it'll be stuff we talk about in the future. Um, after Super Showdown, we've got Elimination Chamber, which, again, there's nothing on the cards for that just yet, cause, probably because they want to get Super Showdown out of the way. And then we'll have NXT TakeOver. Um, hopefully, I'll know I'll actually be a bit more invested in NXT by then. Um, it's on tonight. I'm TakeOver. It's on April the 4th, Tampa Bay TakeOver. There okay, might be... I think there's one tonight. I think there's a Portland one. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, the, the Tampa Bay takeover is technically the last pay-per-view before Mania, although it's an NXT takeover, so it's, you know, obviously not a pay-per-view as as as, as the main show goes, which is not, mm-hmm. it's a bit disrespectful now to NXT because they are part of the main scene now, aren't they? They've got their own show. You know, they, they could be one of the big three. They, they certainly would survive a series. They legitimize them of saying, like, these are, they're a show in their own right. Do you know what I mean? So to offer them that respect, 
we have that pay-per-view before Mania as well. Um, and there could be some impactful things because obviously there's going to be um, Charlotte is one of the one of the things we'll talk about. I, I, we'll move on to the to Mania discussion before we go into all that. But again, it's worth talking about uh, TakeOver at some point as well. So we'll discuss them in future episodes. Sounds good. Um, awesome. So moving on to, to Mania. Um, so matches so far, the only one that we know for sure is Brock versus Drew. And I say no for sure, um, obviously, barring some really surprise results between Ricochet and Brock, we know <laughs> that Drew Drew is challenging for that title. We know that much. Um, <coughs> so as far as predictions go, um, so are you, uh, how, do you have any, anything you want to call for this? Yeah, so I, d- I don't know how you want to do it, um, but I had a look over the past few WrestleManias. So... From WrestleMania 30, um, there was only eight matches on the card in total. Um, yeah, different th- difference to last year's, isn't it? Last year's yeah. six, so, 16 on the card last year, Carl. 16 last year, so it's literally doubled <laughs> in the space of five years. So Crazy. I basically tried to think of everything that's going on, and I've yeah. I've got a match count of 17. So I think I think they're going to up it again, which they do, which they have tended to do. They went from 12 at 32 to 13 at 33, 14 at 34, and then 16 last year. And I think it's going to be 17 total yeah. this time. So, yeah, so it's not unrealistic for that. No. So, well, in terms of. You are a lot more prepared for this than I am. So, um, yeah, if you are you happy to, to sort of run through what, you, what you're thinking is going to be the card then, or what your best prediction for the card? Yeah, so I think I think for the pre show, um, I think it's going to be around about four matches on there. So, there was four last year. I don't think they'll put five on. Um, so I'm sticking with four for the pre-show. Um, yep. So obviously you've got the Andre Battle Royal. Yeah, that'll so have to happen, won't it? Yeah. That's obviously a tradition. Happens every year. Um, so I don't actually know. I don't Based on who I've got you know, in the plans for these predictions, I don't actually know who's going to be left to take part in this Battle Royal, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, because I feel like they're going to want to get all, all the kind of top stars on um as much as possible. So I think might, you might likely see a few NXT call up and stuff. But my kind of bold prediction for this one, I think, even though it's on the pre-show, I reckon yeah. this is where we're going to see. I've got I, I, I've got down Eric Rowan. Okay. And I, I think this is where we're going to see what's inside that cage. Okay. Do you have any predictions for what's inside the cage? <laughs> um, I do, but it's a, it's a very stupid prediction. But I just think this is well, the kind I'm of thing to... So it wouldn't surprise me if it was like another gobbledygooker. <laughs> so I don't know if you watched it at the time, but do you know the story of the gobbledygooker with the big egg? And I don't. Kept... I don't really know the story. Right, I'm aware of the gobbledygooker, but I don't. So the... <laughs> I wouldn't really be able to talk story-wise. So there's basically this big egg. And they kept checking in on it like every week on Raw, kind of saying, "What's in this egg? What's in this egg?" And it hatched, and it was basically this giant chicken guy called the gobbledygooker. And that, that was one of right. the gimmicks, like if, to make him a legitimate wrestler. Um, yeah, that, that certainly legitimized it. Um, so I can see them doing something really like comedic, like that, you know what I mean? So something stupid like a gobbledygooker, or even like, you know, like remember May Young okay. um, gave, um, gave birth to a hand. <laughs> something I think stupid I've got like it, that. Man. I Go think on. I've got it. Do you want a wildie from me? Yeah. I do. I think in that cage is Hornswoggle. I oh think he's going to return. That would be amazing. 
Oh, I read that's it. I want that to happen more than the gobbledygooker. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a sharp return from Hornswoggle. That, that's my prediction. Okay, you heard it here <laughs> first, folks. <laughs> so, yeah, very very interesting one. But I think, obviously, the, the Memorial Battle Royal happens every year. It's usually relegated to the pre-show, just as a method to get as many people on a card as possible. So, you yeah. know, um, we had Mojo Rawley win it recently. Was it last year, the year before? They had, like, a celebrity involvement yeah, by, like, I think Rob it might guy. have been last year. Um, um, yeah, I mean, the trouble... I do like the Andre Battle Royal, um, but looking at it, didn't Corbin win it one year as well? Um, yeah, I think so. It doesn't seem to do much for them. It, it, it's similar to the King of the Ring, where you go, yeah, you've you've got that that you can say you've done it, but is it actually doing much for you as a wrestler? Like, what's Mojo done? I say, what's Mojo done? I think he was the twenty four seven champion a week ago. Um, not yeah, that that's, I mean... not that that's a big thing, but there you go. Yeah, like they've had Mojo win it. They've had, like, I think Cesaro was the first one to win it. And, you know, the first time we saw it, we were like, oh, it's going to be a really big push for him. But, you know, you can yeah, see where yeah. he is now, and that obviously didn't pan out. Obviously, they had Big Show win it, which made a lot of sense. They had Braun win it, I think, one year, which made a lot of sense. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's kind of usually won by, like, a big man. So that's why I think maybe Eric Rowan and kind of link that in with yeah. what's in the cage, you know. It'd be a nice little push for him. I mean, a, a whilst I've just sort of turned around and gone, what's it done for them? Um, it, Eric's, Eric's sort of that floundering around and obscure at the minute that winning it, at least be you can go, hey, he won that, he might get a bit of attention for a week or so. Well, that's it. And I think he's due another WrestleMania moment other than getting pinned in three seconds by The Rock. <laughs> yeah, that, that, would, uh, that would probably trump that as far yeah. as WrestleMania moments go. That's it. You know, you bring out Hornswoggle or like, you know, the gobbledygooker, and that's it. WrestleMania history. Uh, even then, you'll be going, Eric who? <laughs> oh, the guy with the cage. Yeah. Him. <laughs> um, so, that, so that's match one on the pre-show. So match two, I had down the women's battle royal. So obviously, they've, they've had to do that now. And they've, they've made the worst uh, worst looking trophy ever. I mean, I haven't seen what whatever this trophy is for Super Showdown. But if you remember the women's trophy for the battle royal, you know exactly what it may look like mm-hmm. um, literally preaching the women's uh, women's rights, women's power <laughs> with the trophy yep. that looks like a uterus um, so, of course yeah, because nothing yeah. says women's power like a trophy that's a literal uh, I'll stop there actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly um, so obviously they're going to do a women's sometimes moment. they uh, do something so right to promote women's power in wrestling <laughs> and sometimes they do something so fucking wrong yeah but so... um, I, I like to think the good outweighs the bad and the women's revolution is definitely a, you know it, it's definitely going in the right direction and there's a, a lot less stupid decisions being made by WWE these days which is fantastic yeah I think for this one um, we might see one or two other retro kind of stars that we didn't see at the Rumble um, come back. Yeah, you think maybe Alita shouts or a, a Trish shouts or yeah, like someone like that. I, I would say of of that ilk. Um, I think we'll see a couple of them pop up, but I've my prediction would be um, that Lacey Evans would get it. I think that'd be good for her actually. Um, I, mean, I don't. I, we I don't actually know that she's quite green, but. She yeah. she has a lot of promise, so it could be a good shelf for that. 
I'm, I'm just thinking now, I don't know if she was around last WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I certainly don't remember it. Yeah, um, but I think um, if she wasn't, anyway, if I, I think that she would be a good fit to win it this year because obviously she's had that match with Bailey. She, she was a bit green, um, but they're very keen to push her still, I think. So by giving her a win at Mania in, in this sense, I think I could see that happening. Yeah, um, I, I like that. And then on to match three of the pre-show. Um, so this is where I think the reason why um, Bliss um, and Cross are kind of out of the main event picture is to kind of still give the, the tag titles a bit of credibility. So I've obviously got down the Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss Cross Applesauce um, as one of the matches. But yeah. I think, unfortunately, I... she's going to be relegated to the, pre, the pre-show, my friend. I don't think it can be avoided if the like the women's tag title wouldn't. It's not important enough. With all due respect to it, it's not important enough to not be on the pre-show. Uh, to be honest, it, it'd be surprising to see both women's titles on the pre-show, and it's no disrespect to them. It's just because of how st- stacked the card we typically have. Um, so, as far as a tag match goes on the pre-show, I think that makes a lot of sense. It is a shame that Bliss will be on the pre-show rather than anything else. I mean. Again, she's she has had a bit of time out. She needs to build herself back up. I get that, but um, she is. Uh, I do have a bias because she is my favourite one. So there you go. Um, in terms but, of in terms of this match, though, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if this is when we do finally see that turn from one of them. Do you think? Do you think? It, uh, do you know what? I think um, it'd be almost too predictable to have a Alexa Bliss, Bliss, Bliss turn. I think. Um, Nikki Cross might actually turn on her. I think that might be the uh, the term we see. I, mean, uh, I don't, I don't know. They might try and give her a heel run, you see. Yeah, it's one of them. I think I said it at the Rumble. I quite like the fact that they haven't done the turn yet. So, you yeah. know, in an, in an ideal world, it just kind of phase out and then it doesn't have to end in a, you know, anyone turn on anyone. But you know that eventually it's going to, the only way to break a tag team up is to have one of them turn on the other. So, um, yeah, sadly, it like you say, it'd be nice to be honest, realistically, to go well. They're friends; they tagged for a while, and now they don't. And there's no big thing about it because mm. you know that is almost reality in a way. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's not like think it's not like you, you and me are doing a podcast. So inevitably, at some point, I'm going to turn on you. It doesn't work like that in the real world. That's oh. that's exactly what someone <laughs> who would turn on someone would say, Anthony. <laughs> that's exactly who, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's do you know what I mean. So in in some respects, it's almost realistic to go. Well, all right, the mates, uh, the the tagging for a while. One of them's gone on to do a solo thing in some way, so uh, they're, they're no longer a tag team. They don't necessarily have to do a turn every time, but typically with WWE, I think you're quite right in saying it's inevitable, and you might see it in this match. Mm. Although I do think it'd be. I don't know what I'd prefer. Actually, I'm really torn on that as to whether it'd help the titles to be kept by the Kabuki Warriors and, and it builds them up as a strong tag team and the titles are something to be sought after because it's going to be difficult to get them off them or whether it'd be nice to see it change over and for it to move shows and see how well it does on SmackDown. I honestly am yeah. a bit torn. I'm a bit torn. It's a good point, to be honest. As um, For the tag titles, because there's only one set, 
are they on both? Are they meant to be on both shows? Like, is is that the is that the rule if they were actually thought about? I, I don't I don't think they've given much thoughts because annoyingly you don't see the Kabuki Warriors turn up on SmackDown to defend the title, mm. so it's almost as if like it's only pay per views you can have a go. I don't know I don't know, I don't know how they're working it. It's yeah. um, because I know that Alexa Bliss had the titles. I don't know if she was a SmackDown um, member at that point. Or, so I don't know how it's moved over to Raw. I don't know whether they were on Raw anyway, and then Alexa lost them and then moved over in the draft pick. I really don't know. But, uh, yeah, you don't see that cross. I think that's the best thing to do with them because the women's division isn't big enough to have them on only on one show. I think they'd have to float between the two, but I've yet to see the Kabuki Warriors over on SmackDown, depending on the title there. That's a really interesting show, to be fair. Um... <coughs> mm. I think, for me... Not to digress, but I think that's what they need to do with titles anyway. I think I always preferred when it was the unified title, when Jericho unified the two titles and defended them on both shows. I always preferred that to having a title on each show. But that, yeah. That's me. There's no preference. Um, sorry, anyway, your, your next match prediction? Yeah, so the final one for the pre-show, which is probably the most controversial because... And it's the one that I'm least sure about, but similar to the, um, the tournament for that trophy that they've just put on Super Showdown. Um, this is my literal match of people I, I don't think they've got anything for, so I've put them together in a match. So um, I think they'll do some form of like a six-pack ladder match for the US title. But again, because of right. the star power and the amount of matches, I don't think it'll make it onto the main show. So I can see this kind of headline in the pre-show where I've got Andrade versus Ray versus Alistair Black, versus Ricochet, versus Lashley, versus Rusev. Right. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I just, I know, I know they're trying to build to something with Alistair Black, and I know, yeah. um, you know, I feel like the Lashley-Rusev thing is just ongoing, but it, like they're not going to carry on just doing that themselves. I don't think that yeah. they'll carry on the, uh, the Humberto and... Um, Angel Garza thing with on with Andrade once he's back. I think they'll move more into a Rey Mysterio thing, and then Ricochet. I don't know where he goes after, you know, he gets battered by Brock. So yeah, it's almost like a yeah a place for lost wrestlers, isn't it? Really, in that sense. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. But because they all want them at Mania, but where do you put them? Like the 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 all everything that's happening sort of coming to an end. I don't think they're going to drag it out to April. So, yeah, it makes a bit of sense, that, to be fair. And uh, you're quite right, they are building something with Alistair. So it'd be a good uh, a good thing for him, really. And as I said, he needs to he needs to start building towards a decent feud anyway. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a good uh, good prediction, good shout. I think, I think if it does end up happening, I, I do see the likes of Alistair being the one to win it. I think you've kind of got Andrade and Ray as one, one little feud. You've got Lashley and Rusev as another little feud. So I can see maybe Alistair picking on Ricochet after he loses against um, Brock. And then basically, yeah, yeah. instead of all of them having the time to have their own matches, just kind of combining them all. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a good way of of managing the time as well. Um, but like you say, I think Alistair would be in that prediction. I think Alistair would be the logical, uh, logical shout as well. Sweet. But uh, yeah. So then, uh, so we're moving on to the main card now, yeah. 
Yeah, so on the main card, so I've got um, obviously the SmackDown tag titles. So if your prediction comes true and Miz and Morrison win them, then they would be defending against um, the New Day, the Usos and Dolphin Rude. Oh, right, I like it. So they're going to have like a... How many matches? How many people were there? Do you think they'll throw another in there or do you think it'll just be the three? I, d- I don't know who else they'd throw in unless they throw in um, what's-his-face, um, Otis and the other dude. Yeah, it makes a bit of sense for um, Otis because he's. it looks like they're pushing towards him against Ziggler anyway. Um, because I'm thinking they might want a bit of a fatal four-way but on a tag sense is all. But I, I, I do think um, it's a good shout for, for like multiple tag teams over the titles. So, that would be, uh, be worth worth a watch. That. Yeah, I think um, so. I think there is four teams in there, but I don't know whether the, whether they're the right teams. So, so you've got New Day, Miz and Morrison, Usos, and then Dolphin Rude. Oh, but... so, do you know what? I, I do apologise. I overlooked Usos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we I all picked do. up on the. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, let's be honest. A lot of people do that, but. Um, yeah, when you first said them, I didn't pick up on the Usos. I do apologise for that. Um, but I think you made a very good now, point there, though, about what they're up to with Dolph. Machinery in there. <laughs> yeah, I think I would as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, sadly, I say sadly, uh, only because I've just decided Heavy Machinery would be a good show. But um, the Usos, I think, will probably be an inevitable one to be in that scene. Mm. Um, so I could I could very much see them being certainly being in the title scene, whether it's in that that capacity exactly, but I could see them being in the title shot. Uh, whether they just sack the new day off and go, we've well, lost now, so because they don't really need to be in that picture. They've lost the t- other than going into rematch. Um, they don't really need to be in the picture for the title. Yeah. The tag I just think there's nowhere else for them. That that's kind of that's kind of the problem for them at the minute, isn't it? Is if, if they're not in the tag scene. Got nowhere to well, go. they were kind of. He's going to get nothing. They were kind of heading that way anyway, weren't they? Because like they were, um, they were hosting. Did they host? They hosted WrestleMania, didn't they? Um, yeah. And it's like, well, that you know, it's because they're good on the mic and they're a good team. But what do you do with them other than constantly winning tag titles? But I think they need a break from it as well. So maybe have them do some gimmicky spots, some promos and stuff, but don't really have them doing much else at the minute. I don't know. The down one Xavier, and I'm starting to think Xavier might get a solo push when he comes back. You know, uh, to be honest, he's hardly done anything, has he? Like even um, even whenever they win the tag titles and stuff, he doesn't really. He's not really the one who wrestles the matches. He's just kind of and the I'm, guy who plays the trumpet outside. Yeah, but he was he was working on his in ring ability, and absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I think. Mm. The crowd will love seeing him back, and I think it'll might propel him into a bit of a solo uh, run. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be up for seeing it. To be fair, yeah, I, I'm pulling away from Mania a little bit there. Apologies. No, it's good. But yeah, so, so, the, so, so that was my tag title match because I didn't really know where else the rest of them would go. Now I've got two interesting matches um, because. I think they could go either way, so I'm interested to see which ones you would prefer. So I'll say both okay. of them. So I'll say both of the ones I predict, um, and then the other way I think it could go. So, um, okay. so we've got for the Intercontinental Title, um, yep. Braun, uh, Braun in a three-on-one match versus Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Right, and then Daniel Bryan getting 
a rematch with Sheamus after what happened all them years ago. Right. So there's, so, that, um, there's that avenue. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other avenue would be to have Braun and Sheamus um, right. go one go one on one, and then have Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke. Okay, I think personally, from from my side of it, I would like to see Braun and Sheamus and Shinsuke and Bryan. Um, from a purely from a technical match point of view, but I, I don't know. I could see lot being more likely that they do that uh, Braun versus Shinsuke in some capacity, like say three on sort of match like that. Um, or certainly just Shinsuke with those two on the on the outside interfering or some sort of no uh, no DQ element to it so they can interfere. Um, so I think your first predictions, are, they feel more more like something WWE do. However, and I know it's, it's two single matches rather than anything a bit different, but I, I think personally for me, I'd, I'd prefer the other two scenarios. I'm, I'm in exactly the same um, camp. <laughs> I, I I I prefer I prefer the sound of the last two matches, but I just I'm I'm unsure. Should we say if 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 they'd actually yeah. go down that route? The reason why I, I get I think that because it it does. Go on, sorry. Um, the reason why I think the three on one as well approach is I think they're going to somehow. I mean, depend on how he gets on against the, in his rematch with Deontay Wilder. I think they're not done with Tyson Fury. So really, yeah. So I think the way obviously they love having celebrities involved at Mania. I think mm, if, yeah. if the odds are stacked against Braun, I could see like Fury kind of giving him a little bit of a helping hand, literally, um, and sparking um, one of them, Shinsuke, or probably Sami Zayn, um, for the win. Yeah. So right. Um, that was, yeah, that's that, why I kind of went that, that route. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so, from a prediction point of view, you you imagine Braun would take the title or take take the defense on that? Yeah, um, I, don't, I I can't see him dropping it if he was to fight um, Nakamura and, and the other ones. But if he was to fight Sheamus, I, I, I'm interested to see how that would go. Yeah, especially because they're building Sheamus like a beast again. Um, looking at this week's SmackDown and the the SmackDown before. They had him totally dominate um, Shorty G. They had him totally dominate... Um, who was the other fella? Uh, Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews. And then he had them fight both of them together and he dominated the pair of them. So it's like, well, you're trying to push him as an absolute monster here. So um, if they do put him against Braun, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, interesting bout as to who's going to go over. And it's one that I want to see as well. That's why I'm saying I'm in the same camp as you. I think I'd, I'd prefer to see that. And I think... Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke uh, would be similar to what we saw with Bryan and um, sorry with uh, Shinsuke and AJ. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago, it's like it's 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 a match for like the pure kind of people who've been following the indies and like Japan and stuff um, would would get a kick out of seeing that match. So that's where I'd like to see it go, but I just mm, I can see it going more the other way. Yeah, which to be fair, if it did go the other way, Daniel Bryan and Sheamus, you know, the rematch that. You know, it's we've needed for a long time. After that, like, what was it, thirteen seconds or something? Seamus, uh beat Brian in, and everyone was kind of it was a big uproar, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was uh, shocking and very, very disappointing <laughs> for everyone. 
Um, so yeah, it, it'd be nice to sort of throw back to that, I suppose, wouldn't it? Defo. Um, in terms of this pod as well, just uh, to keep an eye on the time, are we are we good for time, or do we need to accelerate the next we, um, kind of nine minutes? <laughs> we you know, we are we're on our last nine minutes of this one now. It's up to yourself. We can we can sort of take a quick break and go back into it. But I'm aware of of actual time. Um, <laughs> for anyone who who cares, it's near one in the morning for the pair of us. Um, or we can we can accelerate as best we can and sort of end where we end, whichever you prefer, mate. I say I say let's breeze through. So there's that um, there's them That's ones. Good. Then I think um, something which has been mentioned, which would be a really weird way for him to return, would be John Cena versus Elias. Okay, yeah. I think um, I've heard some shout that people would like to see that. Mm. Um, well, I mean, that wouldn't he's be, been involved uh, the last two manias, hasn't he? So obviously he he had the little uh, fight with him last one and the one before. Well, there was of course, he did, So yeah. it's been a while in the making, yeah. shall we say? And then for the raw yeah. tag, the raw tag titles, I had um, Seth and Murphy versus Owens and Samoa Joe because literally I can't find anywhere else to put them on the card. Yeah. I think Seth, without obviously we're not going to digress too much because we want it, we're aware of time. But I think Seth and Murphy, Seth and Murphy will probably take that in my opinion. I'd be happy with that as long as there was a turn like Joe turned on Owens or something that set up something else. Yeah, I think it'll happen in some capacity like that. I don't think it'd be a straight win, but I do think they'll keep the titles. And then obviously we've got Orton versus Edge, which even though it hasn't been confirmed, I think everyone's pretty sure that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I definitely want that. So I don't know whether there'll be some sort of stipulation with that one, um, but I'd be interested. And then the trifecta of women's matches. So um, I think we're pretty sure that Charlotte is going to challenge um, Rhea Ripley. Yep. Um, and then obviously we had Becky the Vampire Slayer on Raw the last week. <laughs> I definitely want to talk about that in another episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it seems foregone that she's going to go against Shayna now. I think, as well, I can see Shayna winning here, and I think that's where Ronda Rousey will get involved. Because, um, obviously, her and Shayna yeah. go back a long way, so I can see Rousey costing her the match. That's my Well, I've, um, I've actually heard, as well, that Becky and Seth are going to have some time off in reality, so that makes a bit of sense as well. Interesting. Again, we'll talk about that on the next next week's episode. But um, yeah, that's I've heard that they're having a bit of time off after the the title runs, so that makes a little bit of sense. The final one for the women's one, um, Bailey. I think Sasha will come back. I can see them two going at it. I hope so. Yeah, I hope too. so. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And then two interesting shouts. So rumors saying that Taker will fight this year, um, and his opponent would actually be AJ Styles. Okay, I'd like to see that. I mean, I would and I wouldn't because Taker's not that great in the ring now. All due respect to him, it's purely down to age. But uh, AJ Styles could carry him as much as he needed to, so that'd be a nice bout as long as it's not a long one. Yeah, I think it's very, very interesting if that goes ahead. Um, I don't know whether Triple oh, yeah. H will put himself on the card this year, but if he does, I can see him fighting Baron Corbin, King of Kings versus the King of the Ring. Yeah. And then the, um, okay. the, I, I hope Triple H ruins him. That's all I can say. Same here. <laughs> and then the final two. Um, so we, we already know about Lesnar and Drew McIntyre because we don't think anything's going to change there. And then I really hope it doesn't. It seems like it's going to be built up to the Fiend versus Roman Reigns. Somehow. So, um, I'm not even sure if I want to see that because I kind of want the Fiend to... We've still got five minutes, Carl. It's okay. I kind of <laughs> want the Fiend 
to to lose at Mania. I want him to lose to somebody and build somebody in a big way, but I don't want that to be Roman. So if it ends up Roman versus the Fiend, I need the Fiend to win. Mm. Um, but I don't know how you feel about that that match. I just, I just can't see how they're going to get to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm guessing the Fiend's going to have to be the one who instigates it. Um, and then obviously the big dog will accept the challenge but I completely agree with your point I don't mm-hmm. think Roman deserves the rub from the Fiend I feel like it should be someone who gets built from that win whereas he just doesn't need yeah. it Yeah. in wrestling as in life Carl if you're going to rub someone it's got to be someone <laughs> who deserves it <laughs> they are words to live by so you can get our <laughs> you can get our, our merch soon at um, a, a to the com. um <laughs> Oh yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we've got a plenty of t-shirt ideas there, guys. That's yeah. Um, I know we've had to sort of breeze through them, but uh, we certainly will on future episodes talk a little bit more as as things come out a little bit more about the um, the WrestleMania um, card. But I think there's some solid predictions, Carl. I think um, we probably are going to have more matches this year than we did last, and I think a lot of good shouts. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how accurate you are because you do know your stuff when it comes to wrestling history and, and wrestling going forward as well. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to see it. Maybe, maybe this is a feature we can make uh, going forward when we do our predictions. We can kind of come back and see um, our little report card, if you will, how many we got right. I, I do think that would be a good shout. Uh, uh, predictions and ratings are, are two things I do want to look at going forward. Um, but obviously, we're... We're third episode in, and we're, we're sort of deciding what what we like. So um, there's plenty of room for for bringing on these different segments. So that would be a nice idea. Um, so we've got the last couple of minutes, Carl. I think uh, we're probably best just closing off on that, and then uh, we'll sort of see everyone on the next episode. Awesome. Um, as always, it's been a hell of a lot of fun. Hence why we're up till nearly one a.m. and we have work in the next day. One a.m. Exactly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I think the stats you've shared about the podcast, like the the reach we've got so far, is really really good. And um, obviously, we have an Instagram as well um, at a to the k wrestle talk. So if you do have any comments, things you want to see, feel free to drop a comment on any of our our posts on there too. Uh, similarly, obviously, we are um, we are using Anchor for the podcast. So if you wanted to go onto Anchor, you can actually leave a voice message for either of us, and we will obviously do our best to respond. Unless obviously you're just going to insult us, and then we'll probably just ignore you. <laughs> In that case, I will not right, leave a voice so... message. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Right, so this will be a goodbye to you, Carl, and a goodbye to everyone else. Yeah, take it easy, guys. See you all on the next one. See you later.